Hello and welcome to the Head Smart podcast with me, Kate Guest, as I share with you how being head smart rather than head full is a much better and easier way to live. I'll be sharing the interesting knowledge and research I've learned along the way on my own personal journey and how I use this to help the people I work with now. With simple head hacks to change how you think and feel, researched based information from the world of neuroscience, interviews with peers from a variety of backgrounds, and essentially a lot of laughter, a key ingredient to a positive mindset, this podcast is designed with you in mind. In this episode of the Head Smart Podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about cause and effect and perceptual filters, our own map of the world, how we see, view, hear, sense things, and how that can be different to somebody else, and what difference does that make? To find out, listen on. You can head over to my website, kate-guest.co.uk, after the podcast to take advantage of the free anxiety release and sleep ebooks and audios. Welcome to this episode of the Head Smart Podcast with me, Kate Guest. And cause and effect, what does that mean? Well, I first learned this many, many moons ago when I was doing my NLP training. That's Neuro Linguistic Programming. Now, that means what we think, what we say, and how we then show up, how we behave. So somebody that's at cause would be somebody who is in control who doesn't feel at the mercy of everything else going on around them, who has some autonomy. But the examples of somebody that's at effect, the sort of person that blames everybody else, the position I'm in is because of dot, 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 whatever's going on in the world, what's going on with my family. There's always some other reason other than themselves for whatever the problem is. That's when somebody is at effect, at the effect of everything else, at the mercy of everything else. And they truly, truly believe that. So I want to ask you, is that you? Or is that someone you know? There's a great little poem. Forgive me, I am going to sing this to you now. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. I'm going down the garden to eat worms. Now, to me, this kind of sums it up. So is that you or someone you know? Another name for this, I love this phrase, is a pot driller. So we can have pot fillers and pot drillers. Now, the pot drillers, again, are the people that tend to see things on the negative, the glass half empty. They can pull other people down. So they're going to be draining, literally drilling a hole in your pot and draining you, as opposed to the pot fillers who are uplifting. They fill you up, fill you up with energy the sort of people that you want to be around. So I know I'm asking this for the third time. Which one are you? Are you the pot filler? The person that wants to be there for other people, is good for themselves, is good contribution to society? Or are you the pot driller? Are you down the garden eating worms? So this is another example, say, of cause and effect. So the person, the pot filler, is at cause. They are at one with themselves, whereas the pot driller is the person that's at effect. As I said before, 
it's everybody else's fault. It's not mine. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough social life. I don't have enough friends. It's all this is, is all to do with other people, but never the actual person themselves. Another example I love to use is good old Eeyore. Now, most of you will know who I'm talking about. The donkey in Winnie the Pooh. Now, Eeyore, perhaps not the brightest button in the box. Um, allegedly, the depressive in the team of him, Pooh and Piglet. And of course, Pooh and Piglet could be quite naughty with him as well. But he tends to be always on the down. Everything's not good. Everything's, oh my goodness. And you can see how a pot driller can take you down that way too. So if you are a driller, how is that affecting other people around you? How is it affecting your relationships, your work relationships, your personal relationships? If you're not taking ownership of what's happening to you and around you, how you're showing up, you're not taking responsibility. And you may truly believe that you have no choice. That really isn't true. So think about that. Do you really have no choice in how you're feeling and how you're behaving, even when things aren't quite as you would like them to be, when there are things happening in the world that we can't control? We still have that ability, that choice to choose how we are going to show up, how we are going to respond, should we say, rather than react to what's going on in the world and our world around us. So I'd like you to challenge that thought if you have it, or if you know somebody who is like this, challenge that thought. Now, there's another thing I love in NLP. It's called a generalization. And again, the sort of person that might say, oh, I have no friends. I'm never lucky. I'm never going to get a promotion. It never happens to me. I never get those opportunities. Well, again, that's not necessarily true. A truism is something like, the sun will come up tomorrow. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to sing to you this time. I'm not going to sing from Annie. But the, the sun, unless something catastrophic happens tonight, the sun is going to come up tomorrow. That's a truism, something that we all know and we can agree on. Now, another way to look at this, if you are at effect, if you are a pot driller, is you're setting yourself up for a fall. You are looking for things to go wrong. And that's how the mind works. If you look for things that aren't good, your mind will go and find some more. It's like it's saying, oh, you want to feel bad about that, do you? And you want that to go wrong. OK, here's some more. Here's another one coming your way. So we set ourselves up for a fall and that becomes our reality. It's the, the lens that we are looking through and how we are showing up. So I'd like you to question if that is you or somebody that you know near to you, dear to you, perhaps. Just ask them, is that really the case? Always? All the time? Are there times when actually that thing's okay or that's worked well or you have had a promotion or you have made friends? Something good has happened. You've had some good luck because, of course, there will be something for all of us. And sometimes we just simply forget. We just simply forget and we need to be reminded. So we want our behaviour to align with our beliefs. So what your belief is, is so incredibly important. What is your belief system? And something else that can, of course, influence your belief system 
I'm going to give the example of a car accident. Now, if somebody were to say you witnessed a car accident, a number of people did. If you ask one person and said to them, how fast was the car speeding when it hit the other car? And we're just presupposing, again, to use NLP, that it was going fast. It's going to make it much more likely that that person will then perceive what they saw as the car going faster than potentially it did. If then somebody else is asked the same question, but it's put it to them, how slowly do you think it was going along when this accident occurred? That person is much more likely to think that the car was going more slowly and report that. So are these people lying? No, of course not. They are coming from their lens of the world, from their lens of what happened, what they think they witnessed. So the same incident can have so many different reports and nobody's necessarily lying. It's just how they see or saw or heard or thought or felt things at the time. And again, this feeds back into what I was saying about cause and effect. So what people are saying to you can also influence whether you're feeling more at effect or more at cause. Are you feeling more in control? You know what's going on. You're taking responsibility even for the bad things that happen to you in life? Or are you at effect and still blaming everybody else? So I want you to think there about, are you influencing either yourself with your self-talk or are you influencing somebody else? And is that influencing helpful or is it a detrimental thing? Now, I also mentioned people's maps of the world. Uh, the map is not the territory, is another presupposition from NLP, which I love. And again, it's showing that however I think about something or see or feel, as I was saying, it's going to be different to somebody else's. You're not in my head. You can't possibly know exactly how I'm thinking or feeling, and I can't know what's going on in yours. And to give my own personal example of this, people's different perceptions Years ago, many years ago, there was a film, a very good film called The Black Swan. Now, my daughter, very proud of my daughter. She is a dance, professional dance performer. And this was all about a ballet dancer. And it was danced extremely well by the young actress at the time. A very, very dark film, though. And my daughter said, Mum, you'll love it. You'll love the psychology in it. You must see this film. Very excited for me to see this film. So... I trotted off to the cinema with some other friends and we went in and it was one of those cinemas. It's a smaller one within the bigger one. So it wasn't all that full, but there were quite a lot of people about our age, similar sort of age in the cinema. We watched the film and it was very dark and very scary and bits of it I didn't really understand. And yet I could appreciate that it was very, very good dancing. When it got to the end of the film, there was silence literally silence in the whole of the cinema. And I looked at my friends and they looked at me and somebody said, should we go down the pub? But yeah, right. And we all just bolted out. We were kind of feeling sort of traumatised. You could argue that was a really good film. If it affected us that much emotionally, it really hit something, but that's true. Did I really enjoy it as a going to the cinema experience? Not really. So, you know, some, some weeks later, my daughter said, did you go and see the film? And I said, yeah, yeah well, we, we saw the film. Well, did you enjoy it? What did you like about it the most? I said, I didn't really enjoy it. What? Why didn't you enjoy it? She really couldn't understand why 
I didn't enjoy it. And I tried to explain. Now, again, my daughter was coming from a very different perspective than I was. She had different expectations of what I would think about the film based on her expectations on how she felt about it. And it was quite an interesting conversation, although maybe not so comfortable to have. And I'm sure if we have the conversation now, it would be different. She might even tell me I've remembered it incorrectly, which again, memories are not the same. Every time you think about something, you slightly change the memory. So I take it that I might be pulled up on this, but you get the gist of the idea. My daughter had one viewpoint and was completely over one side. I was completely over the other side with the way I was thinking about it. And yet it was the same film. So as I said, this is about the map is not the territory, our perceptual filters, how we see and view things. So I used to think years ago, before I knew any of this stuff, uh, before I was in this sort of career, and maybe I'd have a conversation with somebody and I'd come away thinking, why on earth can't they understand me? I made my point so clear. I just, we're clearly not on the same page. I just can't understand it. So I'd like you to think about, has that happened to you? And of course, the answer is going to be yes. At some point, at some time, maybe very often times, it happens to you. I want you to stop and think, what is it that person needs to know from you for you to let them understand what you want them to know? Okay, let me phrase that another way. If I ask somebody something, I may need to ask more questions to check in that they've understood what I've said that they've got the right information that they can come back to me with the information or the answer that I require because they're going to be seeing it potentially from a different point of view. So if you're in this situation and you think to yourself, I just don't understand, I'm just not getting through, I want you to stop, take a moment, pause, take a breath. That will change how you're feeling and the, and the, the mind space that you're in. And just examine it for a moment and think, if I was coming at this from a different point of view, if I was maybe asking a different question, what might the response or the answer be from that other person? So I'd like you to think there, how can you help someone understand you? How can you help them to understand you? What do they need from you? So let's just go back now to the very beginning of this podcast. And I mentioned the cause and effect, the pot drillers and the pot fillers. And I think it's fair to say that maybe many, many moons ago, I was more of a pot driller. Was it because I've been brought up to always look on the negative side? My parents thinking that to look out for the negatives was a safer way of being. Again, as I've said before, probably in another podcast, Usually, most of the time, for most parents, they're coming from a place of love or fear or both. And I, I'm sure mine were definitely both of those. However, it did lead me to go on to the more negative side, have the glass half empty, until I began to understand this. And I began to change and I began to choose to change so that I can become, did become, hopefully am for everybody now, the pot filler. So I don't mean sort of blatantly cheerful all the time and everything's fine. All you've got to do is look happy and smiling. No, of course not. That's, that's far too flippant and far too, is it maybe arrogant thing to say to somebody? No, I'm saying that there is always going to be something positive I can take away from any experience. 
And when things don't go right, it may not be literally my fault. However, if I can take ownership of what I choose to do there and then in the moment, how I behave, how how I act, and I, I prefer respond rather than react. Don't react in the moment, respond. When I make that choice to respond, I can do it so that I am at cause. I'm in charge of myself and what I'm saying, what I'm doing, what I'm feeling. So I'm going to leave you with this question now. What is your map of the world? And when you do communicate with other people, does that help or hinder you? Is there something you can now think about, a way you can now communicate that will make things even better? Because somebody else may be thinking about things in a different way. And secondly, are you a pot driller or a pot filler? If you're a driller, how is that working out for you? Is there somebody that you know who is one of the fillers and you could model them? You could observe what it is that they do, and how they do it so well. If you're a pot filler, well done. Keep on going. That's just amazing. Fantastic. And that very last part of that, are you at cause or effect? So is life happening to you or are you in charge of making your life happen around you? And letting that being at cause ripple go all the way out from you to everybody else around you. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Head Smart podcast. And I look forward to speaking to you in the next one. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Head Smart with me, Kate Guest. And why not pop over to iTunes and leave a rating? I'd love to know what you think and how this has helped you. And you can find out more about me and the work I do on my website, kate-guest.co.uk. Have a head smart week and do join me again on the next Head Smart podcast.